Welcome back to the XM Podcast. Here is your host, licensed mental health therapist, Matthew Kanabi. So we took the XM Podcast on the road recently and got to spend some time with some amazing people uh, at the Assemblies of God General Council in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I will be releasing several of the interviews that we conducted over the next few months that we were able to record while we were there uh, just a few weeks ago. Today's interview is one that I think a lot of people will enjoy, as I did, uh, getting to know our guest today. She has an amazing story, and it was just a pleasure to have her on the podcast. So please welcome General Secretary Reverend Donna Barrett to the show. I'd like to introduce, and I'm so excited about um, you being on the podcast today, uh, we have the General Secretary of the Assemblies of God, Reverend Donna Barrett, with us today. I'm super excited about having a conversation with you. Thank you so much for being here, first off. Hey, Matt, it's a joy to be with you, and it's fun to be in this environment talking yeah. about good things. Awesome. So I'd like to open up just to get a little bit of a background and, and just share a little bit about your, you and maybe uh, your history and, and, and kind of what uh, Donna maybe as a young person and what that looked like. Yeah. Well, I was born again at the age of 15 as a teenager. And uh, my first occupation was as a paralegal in a law office. Really? And then I became a youth pastor for 10 years. Okay. And uh, did, did that in Youngstown, Ohio at Highway Tabernacle. No kidding. Yeah. I was born in Youngstown, Ohio. That's a great city. It is a great city. My, my, my mom's whole side of the family is there. They live in Boardman now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my, my yeah, I've, I've got a lot of connection to Youngstown. I was born and raised in Struthers, right across the road from Boardman. Sure. Yeah. Then Do you I'm, remember Midlothian? Oh, sure. That's right. My grandparents lived uh, when they were alive. It was one street over from Midlothian uh, by the Handel's Ice Cream. I think it was the original one. I was just going to say, that's the home of Handel's yeah. Ice Cream. <laughs> Mrs. Handel's herself would scoop up ice cream. As I rode my bike out to there when I was a teenager, and uh, it was it's a fun place. Isn't that a small world? I, I remember when they reached out to my parents to open up a franchise where we grew up. Oh, really? Yeah, they ended up not doing it, but um, Handel's was such a big part of our, our childhood. So. Man, that'd be great to have a mom and dad who, who run on Handel's. Right? I know. I can't believe they didn't follow through with that, but I, I don't think that's where God was calling us, but that's okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I was there for uh, 10 years youth pastoring, and then I went to Bethel Temple in Parma, Ohio, where I was an associate pastor for seven years, and then I planted a church called Rockside Church. It's in Independence, Ohio. Sure. And uh, I was there for about 15 years, and then I've been at the National Office of the Assemblies of God for the last three years, serving mm-hmm. as general secretary. Basically, our role there is to steward the credentials of 38,000 Assembly of God ministers across the nation and charter new churches. We have 13,000 Assembly of God churches in the United States, and that's the major part of my portfolio. Wow. So what, what led you to the role? That, so three years ago, you've you taken over this role. What kind of led you in that direction? Well, it was interesting because, you know, Matt, God doesn't waste anything. And when I was working in the law office, it was a season of seven years where I got experience doing what I'm doing now, decades later. Mm. And uh, in between, I was pastoring. So this opportunity that I'm serving in right now is the culmination of my past experiences and the things I enjoyed doing. And the Lord just put that all together. Yeah. It, well, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you not the first woman in this role as far as where, where you're at, as far as Assemblies of God? Right. I'm one of six executive leaders, uh, one of the officers of the corporation called the General Council. Yeah. And this is the first time in 106 years that any of those six roles have been filled by a female. So that, That's amazing. That's me, yeah. <laughs> that's, that really is. I think that's a really cool 
um, just uh, bridge that has been gapped that probably has needed to for a long time and the fact that you, you've been able to do that. Can you talk about any maybe of the, the challenges of that or, or, or some of the things that you're noticing being the first female to, to be able to um, kind of bridge that? Yeah, you know, the six of us, um, 10 years ago, those six positions were filled by white married males. And now we have an African-American, a Hispanic, a female, a Texan, (laughs) and we are very diverse. Yeah. What I notice, Matt, is that when I'm out on the field, for example, I was at one of the Hispanic districts recently, and a young woman came up to me and said, I just want to meet you in person. Can I hug you? I said, sure. So we hugged, and she looked at my face, and then she started crying. And she said, I'm so thankful that you're in the place that you are because it helps me feel like I belong with the Assemblies of God. And for people to be able to relate to their leaders and see somebody that's like them is more important than I realized until I've stepped into this role and realized how validating that is for credentialed women. Yeah. For ministers and for ladies, we have 26 percent of our twenty-seven percent of our ministers are female, and six um, percent of them are lead pastors of churches, and it just helps them to feel validated to know that one of their leaders is a female. I love that. I mean, if you were to go back, let's just say ten years, fifteen years, would you have ever thought God would have gotten you to where you're at today? Did you did you see this coming, or was this something God just kind of said, Donna? I'm going to have you in this position and you're going to be the first woman to, to enter into this pretty tight um, unit of six people. Yeah, I would never, never anticipated this and wasn't anything I was looking for or expecting or even believed that it could happen. But yeah. our superintendent, Doug Clay, uh, wanted to be inclusive and wanted to break some molds and uh, it's his leadership that has caused this to happen. So yeah. I'm just thankful to the Lord for the opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, ten years ago, I was a touring musician. I was traveling the world, um, it, all kinds of different uh, music that I was doing. And then God called me, and he, he brought me to Emerge uh, as a client, which I never in a million years, you know, I was dealing with anxiety. And it, it, Steve, Steve Dunleavy was, was my therapist, who's now our clinical director. And he asked me, would you ever think about doing what I do and I'm like now I know you're crazy like that has never been but it's like I, th- I find when God is really working it's ne- it would have never been in my dream to go in this direction and then me and you sitting here doing a podcast which was never on my agenda but it's just it's amazing to me how things work out and then you go man God's really pulling me to do this but this isn't how I saw my life going in 10 years you know what I mean right yeah, it's crazy. When I, when I worked in the law office in my 20s, we would help churches and ministers, and I thought, boy, I love this, but I felt a call to full-time ministry, and then the Lord blended the two together, and He's able to do things we couldn't even have imagined in advance. Yeah. He's a great God. It's so, so good. I want to talk to you a little bit, as we were talking before we hit record, um, a little bit about our pastors, um, and then also um, the stigmas that go along with mental health, because I think there's for a long time been a connotation with mental health and um, maybe a weakness um, that I don't think is really healthy. And I think right now in our culture, 
this is becoming a hot topic and we're seeing we, we saw an olympic athlete really come out and talk about her mental health and this is somebody who's at the top of her game and i thought that was a really a brave moment for her to be able to prioritize something that oftentimes we want to hide or throw in the closet uh, talk to me a little bit about your thoughts about that 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 part of uh, us that maybe doesn't um, want to talk or discuss our, our mental health issues. Yeah, well, the founder of Emerge Ministry, Dr. Richard Dobbins, founded Emerge because of the stigma of the church and his own wife going through clinical depression, and he was our assistant superintendent in Ohio. So I had the privilege of hearing him speak many times, and I love that he broke the glass ceiling, as yes. it were, among ministers to say, "Boy, we all need mental health." care help and uh, well you know my philosophy Matt is that every minister should have a counselor yes they should have someone on speed dial that they process things with because you know the reality of ministry is that it's a series of ups and downs and in the course of one week when I was pastoring I could go from uh, holding a new baby and doing a baby baby dedication and celebrating with a family to walking with a family through a crisis of a diagnosis or yeah. even a death at times. And people in the ministry are going through trauma and ups and downs all of the time. And sometimes the pace is so fast, there's not an opportunity to step out and grieve. Whether it's grieving your own personal losses or the secondhand losses you go through as you're, counts- mm. as you're caring for a flock of people. And so it's easy to get those emotions backed up, but every minister needs a counselor for themselves personally. And then so many times as a pastor, as I was interacting with people in my congregation, I would visit with them and think, well, you really need to see a counselor. It's beyond what I have the skill level to do. And one of the best gifts I was able to give people is to refer them to a counselor and then stay with them and journey with them as they receive the healing and help that they needed in affirming them. That's really good. I, you know, I, I say this a lot, and I think at times it's counterintuitive. I find strength in people who go, you know, I can't do this all on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's a strength in that. And, and there, there's, I think there's a weakness in, I can handle everything on my own. I think God created us to be in community with each other and be able to lean on each other when, when we deal with difficulties. I mean, we're very intended to be communal people, but I think a lot of times there's, a, there's that stigma of going, if, I, if I'm open with the fact that I'm dealing with anxiety or depression or even marital issues, then I'm going to be looked at maybe uh, poorly or I'm not going to uh, be able to do my job in the way that um, I would like to. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I talk to ministers and hear why they won't go for counseling, here are some of the things I hear, Matt. Okay. I hear them say, "Uh, they're just going to tell me what I already know to tell myself Mm -hmm. because they are giving pastoral counseling to other people and they're thinking in their head, well, if someone came to me with this situation, I would tell them this and such. So they think they already know ahead of time what the counselor is going to say. Secondly, they're very cautious about confidentiality. They're thinking, if I go to that counselor in my town, it's going to leak out someplace and somebody's related to someone and my stuff's going to be out there. So I think confidentiality is a is a huge barrier sometimes when we yeah. think about the stigma or even the, the barriers of people getting counseling. And then sometimes they just um, don't have the time or they think it's a sign of weakness. And those are barriers that separate ministers from ordinary people when ordinary people need help. That's right. So one of the things I also want to talk about, so we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of the helpline. 
And what you just said right there is imperative for, I think, pastors, especially part of the Assemblies of God Church, to know about um, the um, connection with the helpline and Emerge and then confidentiality. Because I, I think a lot of I think you're right. I think a lot of people are like, I don't want to share this with a therapist because it's going to get back to whoever oversees me or or my community or whoever. T- talk a little bit about um, one why we have a helpline and then two um, maybe a little bit of your connection with Emerge and 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 that would be great for us to to hear. Yeah. So on the back of the thirty eight thousand ministers credential card it yeah. is the phone number of the Emerge helpline. And often people think that that number somehow comes into the national office in Springfield, Missouri. I've heard that more times than I can tell you. Like, like there's some kind of like secret line that goes right in there. Yeah. The truth is, it doesn't. It goes to Akron, Ohio, where you have Emerge Ministries' main main uh, building, and it's confidential. You don't see caller ID. You don't know who you're talking to, and they don't have to give their name when they call. So ministers can call and get confidential help by the telephone from licensed professional counselors who are on standby at the expense of the national office. They're just sitting there waiting for ministers to call and ask for prayer or help. They can even call for questions about something they're going to preach on or a parishioner that they're trying to help. And that's available to our ministers because we want them to have a safe place where they can go. And it's totally confidential. Nobody even knows who they are that right. calls, right. and uh, we, we don't we don't even know about it. It's so important for us to get that message out there. I mean, for 25 years, this helpline has existed, which I think is amazing, and it's great that we get to celebrate. Um, I mean, 25 years for, for anything is awesome, <laughs> and is. then but this is a resource for pastors um, for them to know. And and we're HIPAA compliant. It emerged. I, I work. I'm, I'm a mental health therapist. I've got a lot of colleagues that that do the helpline. And we're HIPAA compliant with that. So if you're concerned about that, I think it's a good message for us to get out, especially for, for you to reiterate and, and say, look, utilize this. This is a great resource. Yeah. And with telehealth on this side of COVID, I'm understanding that counseling is becoming more and more accessible to people. Absolutely. Because they can pick the counselor of their choice at a different location and through telehealth, get yeah. the help they need online. Yeah. I mean, one of the cool things, so um, we're based out of Akron, Ohio, that for those who don't know where Emerge is, Emerge Ministries, we have some satellite sites. But over the past year, through COVID, all of my clients in 2019 had to come see me at our establishment in, in, uh, in Akron. And uh, now I have clients, because of my license, I can only practice in the state of Ohio, but I have clients in Cincinnati, Columbus, Toledo, all over, who have always wanted to be at Emerge, but they can't drive from Cincinnati to get to Emerge on a weekly basis. So it really has opened up um, a lot of different opportunities for people. And now we're developing a coaching team that they can go outside of the the borders of Ohio, which is really, really great and really, really cool. Um, Donna, I want to talk to you a little bit about your book. leveling the praying field. I wanted to use a baseball reference and I couldn't get it out, but it's leveling the praying field. Is that, did I say that correctly? You said it right. Talk to me a little bit about that book and, and, and your, your thoughts around prayer. Well, you know, Matt, it does have a baseball theme to it. On the front cover is a picture. I saw it last night. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the the thought is that, you know, if you go to a baseball game, you have just a handful of players on the field doing all of the work, and you have thousands of people in the stands observing. We often look at prayer at that same way. We believe in prayer. We know to use the word, but we're not actively participating ourselves. Maybe we bring our prayer requests to the pastor on Sunday. Maybe we participate one time a week. 
Leveling the Praying Field is a book I wrote about the reality that God wants to talk to and hear from every one of his sons and daughters. It's not a task for the specialist or the professional, but it's something that all of us do. It's like breathing. No one can do our breathing for us. Amen. And if we stop breathing, we're in trouble pretty quickly. And God wants us to pray, talk to God, and hear from Him on a regular basis. It's super practical. It's available here at the uh, the conference this week. And it's just designed to help people to improve their own prayer life and bring others along with them. Nice. And if you're not here this week, where, where can you find that book? It's available online on Amazon. Great. Now, you can buy it from MyHealthyChurch.com, the publishing outlet for the Assemblies of God. And the uh, and Audible has the Audible version of what's oh, available, nice. too. Uh, narrated by me with a little bit of my own guitar <laughs> strumming as the bumper music. Oh, really? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, um, Donna, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? I always want to give our, our guests an opportunity. If there's anything else on your heart or your mind that you would like to say as, as we kind of wrap up our time together. Yeah, I would just encourage uh, people that are in the ministry to reach out for help for themselves personally for their marriage, for their own mental health, and especially on this side of COVID. It's been a tough season for pastors. We're hearing about it all the time. Some have quit during this time. None of us signed up for this as ministers, but yet we have been barraged with the unexpected. And we need a safe place where we can process our own pain and grief, challenges, and um, I, I encourage ministers to uh, to reach out for help. I'm thankful that Emerge is there. Mm. You've been there for ministers and missionaries for decades. We appreciate you all. Mm. And uh, we're thankful for the partnership that the Assemblies of God has with the Emerge Ministries unto the mental health care of people who help people, ministers yeah. and missionaries. I love that. I, I keep using this phrase with clients and, and people. God keeps using his people to help his people. Mm. And I think sometimes when we're not open to that, we may miss out on what God's wanting to do in our life. And just being open to um, recognizing that we're all trying to get things figured out. And it's it's all about a progress. It's, it's not about perfection. And it's about a progress of going, you know, in this season in my life, maybe I'm dealing with a stressor. And that's okay. Hey, but maybe being open to go, maybe this is a reason for me to seek out therapy or counseling. I think that's something that we want to keep encouraging people. That's okay. I think our t-shirts say, it's okay to not be okay. Oh, that's like, great. I love that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's okay to not be okay, but we're all trying to figure it out. So, uh-huh. Donna, thank you so much for your time. God bless you. I appreciate so much for you making it over here. I know you're crazy busy this week, but thank you so much. Oh, it's my joy to be with you, Matt. I just want to close with a scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse for it talks about with the same help we have received from the Lord the same grace we've received we turn and help other people and the best way to be a healthy people helper is to be healthy yourself and yeah. we can pass it on to other people so I love that verse amen thank, thank you for sharing that thank you man it's a pleasure to be with you today thank you well thank you Donna for your time and insightful conversation around mental health of not only our pastors but us as well It really is wonderful to see what God has done in Donna's life and how she is an inspiration for all of us at being reminded God is doing good work all around us. Look for more interviews coming soon from the General Counsel out of Orlando, Florida on the XM Podcast. Well, until next time, or when our Savior comes, God bless.